Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! This is Losing Money with Andrew Bascom, a podcast where we gamble on everything and anything. On this episode, we're talking about our Major League Baseball preview with our guest Charlie Chalk and the many ways we're going to lose money on the Major League Baseball season. And then we're going to talk about the UFC Fight Night main event because choo-choo, jump on the train, we're making money, and you have to listen to me talk about it. I'm your host, Andrew Bascom. Let's lose some money. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Welcome to another episode of Losing Money with Andrew Bascom, the 165th episode to be exact. We have so much to discuss, like Major League Baseball, the 162 games, the bigger bases, the pitching shot clock, there's so many things that are happening, and the many ways to lose money on it. And yes, 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 another UFC Fight Night main event, because we are making money on MMA, and we're going to keep talking about MMA, even the smallest events. God help me, if I make so much money on this event, we're going to talk about bare-knuckle boxing, we're going to talk about the one championship, we're going to talk about everything in between. I don't care, I'm going to find the local circuit and find people to gamble on. Because that, that, we are making money on MMA. You know what? Let's just talk about it. Let's do uh, a little bit of a record check from last week. Okay, before I get to the MMA and the UFC card and the 286 and the many ways that we made money on that one, let's talk about the NCAA tournament. And let me summarize it in one word. Woof. It's not good. I don't like it. We're not, our two, two of our, our, our final four, uh, our bets are already out to the Marquette Golden Eagles lost. That was a plus 450 vet. And the South Ears on a Wildcats lost in game one. So not, not great, Bob. Uh, this fucking tournament, it's been a, it's been a bloodbath. I do love excitement. And that first day, you know, it's one of the best. Those first two days, here we go. Oh my God, it's gambled. There's so many games happening. Let's put lots of money out there. And I did about a 50, 50 split in the first day. And then the second day, Less than a 50-50 split. And then from there on out, I've just been kind of slowly exiting the party. Where I'm like, okay, let's just bring down our bets to nothing. Let's just let's just use entertainment money because this is not working. I, I'm sitting on the futures. I'm still sitting on a Yukon bet to win it all, which, you know, fine, looking okay. And maybe I'll hold off for a bit, but who am I kidding? I definitely will be double dipping in there eventually. Next week's episode is all going to be about the Final Four because we'll have a much better idea what is happening at that time and we're going to reinvest at that point. But... Ooh, those first couple of days, a lot. Of, you know what I feel better about? Rough on us, but rough on the sharps too. Anyone that said, oh, I know what I'm doing with this tournament has had a rough go of things. So I pray out to them because what we've been making money on is the UFC. God, UFC 286. Here we go again. We went four and two. We had Usman to win via decision. Oh, tough. Okay. Hmm. That didn't happen. We lost on that one. Uh, it did go to decision. And you know what? Honestly, there are a few people online. They're like, Usman won. Okay, I didn't see it that way. I, I can't really get to three rounds for, for Usman uh, in his fight with Leon Edwards, who Leon Edwards did win via decision to retain uh, his belt. And good for him in, in front of his home crowd. And what a hell of a strategy he had for Kamar Usman. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And that is not the way I saw that fight going. So good for them. For Good for everyone that saw that coming. It's just his kicks were incredible. I couldn't believe how much he stopped the wrestling of Kamar Usman. And, you know, good for them for doing it. Because Leon, Leon Edwards, real, real champion. Like, I don't, I don't want to say the last one was... Uh, a fake belt because it wasn't, but it, d- it definitely relied on a Hail Mary kick that felt 
I don't want to say lucky, but there was a little element of uh, one in a million in it. So good for Leon Edwards. But we did have fight to go the distance at minus 170, so that's a win. In the next fight, and one of the best fights, honestly, of the year, and I did say this is one of the most exciting fights of the year coming up, Justin Gaethje versus uh, Rafael Fizev. Uh, I get you to win. That was a plus 200. So obviously that's a huge win. And the fight to finish inside the distance. That is the other loss we had at minus 165. I was so sure. And, and based on the damage they put out on each other. Oh my God. How did one of them not go down? It really is incredible. And also incredible. There was damage both sides. Fiziev's a really tough guy, but man, Gaethje looked so good. And you put the next of them in the press conference, and I know this is like a very old boxing you know, tactic that I really hate, is you put the guys next to each other, and then you see, well, he'll tell you who won the fight. But you know what? In this case, Fiziev looked like he was in a car crash, and Justin Gaethje looked like he was at Disneyland all day. He might have had a little bit of a light sunburn. Like, it is remarkable the difference between the two of them just Gaethje good for you man plus 200 that is great for our wallets so there you go so we're two we're two and two here we're split so far and the win that we had with the other one was Martin Vittori via decision at minus 120 and the fight to go the distance at minus 170 now should have Martin Vittori won yeah I don't know a little tight we you know got to decision and I was feeling pretty good because I'm like oh I got one bet coming in that's good and the second one oh this could go pretty well oh god Martin Vittori won that's great I'm glad we won Martin Vittori is a very tough guy uh, you know, re- yeah, that fight fight was really, really good. I'm glad he won, even though the judging, yeah, a little, little soft. So we're four and two on the, on the card. That's plus two units, another win, win, win. Uh, and you know, there's more pay-per-views coming up. We have an incredible uh, card in Miami that we're going to be talking about in two weeks. Uh, and I hope, I hope everyone's winning money because what is your pay-per-view budget at home? Cause God, they are asking you every two weeks to be shelling out, I don't know, 60 to $80, depending on where you are to be watching these fights. So you almost have to be winning now these days to be paying for it. The only thing I'll say too, is that, uh, Leon Edwards, the backup fighter in the Leon Edwards, uh, Kamara Usman fight was Colby Covington. If one of them couldn't make weight or was injured last minute or was sick, uh, Colby Covington would have stepped in. And I know there's like, that's a big favor for the UFC to like, please do a camp. Uh, we'll pay you a little bit of money and like hang around, you know, it's kind of, I don't want to say demeaning, but it's a little, it's not obviously what he wants to be doing, but now they guarantee the Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington is the next, uh, Walter Wade championship of the world. And you're like, Oh really? Who wants this? <laughs> like Colby Covington is not a bad fighter. Like, I'm not going to say like, sit here and be like, Oh, he's a chump. That's not what it is, but it's definitely a very much of a, a brand that he carries. And that's totally fine. I, I guess that's for some people, but he's had one win in two and a half years and now he's going to fight for the title again. All he's done is lose to the champion twice. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But he's next up. What in this incredibly stacked welterweight division, you're going to give this guy next just sitting around. I do not understand this. This is where, this is where the legitimacy of the spark gets called into question. And like you just because they're like, there are rankings and uh, yeah, they don't mean anything though. And you're like, oh, well then why do we have rankings? It's like, well, cause people like numbers. Like, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. So uh, just whoever you want, yeah, whoever we want, doesn't really matter. Oh, okay, well, that's it. Colby Covington is going to fight next. I don't care. That that fight is very uninteresting to me. There are so many good fights uh, in this division. For God's sakes, in the welterweight division, Gunnar Nelson, who almost ripped Brian Barberina's arm off yeah, a couple fights earlier on the same card, is not even in the top 15. And he was like a surgeon in there. He's not even the top 15 in the division. Like I said, rankings don't matter. It's kind of like the points on who's lined it anyway. But at the same time, it's a little silly that Colby Covington gets next. That's what it is. We're going to talk about UFC later, but until then, we got to talk about the one, the only. We got to talk about Major League Baseball, the thing that'll keep us warm. The, the, the boys of summer are back, everybody. Uh, and so we got to lose money on that. And the only way that we could do that is to invite our old friend, Charlie Chalk, on to talk everything baseball. Let's go on to bet number one our Major League Baseball preview. 
All right, time to welcome on, for, oh, for the first time since football season is done, is the one, the only, Charlie Chuck. Charlie Chuck, how you doing? Well, it's, I'm doing fine, Andrew, and good to hear from you. I am um, eager to take on a baseball season, and yeah. uh, we'll just see where this takes us, okay? Well, you know, it's funny. I think about baseball because I think of you, because I think of uh, a gentleman that would have no problem gambling at noon or for the late Pacific game at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, that seems to fit me perfectly. <laughs> Thank you. What's wrong well, with 15 hours of betting? I know, exactly. It just opens up the window so much more instead of these 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock windows. Well, then I have some really long shots for you, so <laughs> let's see what happens. Well, I can't, I can't wait. You know, obviously, baseball season is, is upon us. There are rule changes. The game is slightly different, but seemingly very much improved. Are you excited for the baseball season? I'm always excited for the baseball season. There we go. Always excited. There we go. All right. Well, let us know. How do, how do you want to start this? Where are you going to be losing okay. money? Tell us one of your favorite bets. Okay, so let's do the... I'm going to call it easier ones. Let's just take okay. the M- MVPs of both leagues. The okay. most MVPs valuable player. Yep. Okay. So, and we're going to start obvious here in the American League. Okay. And we're not going to take Otani at plus 225. Why in the world would you do that? that and would we're be not going to take Trout at plus 600 no. because yeah. I think that okay. might be a shared vote somewhere. Uh, okay. So, I'm leaning heavily towards the Texas shortstop. Corey Seager. Holy God, that's what I have written down too. No way. Well, then you know what? There's nothing wrong with us betting on the same. Corey Seager. Plus 4,000. You and I are on the same page of Corey Seager? Well, I only have him at 2,500, so you must have had him a while ago. There we go. Yeah, I had, I, I've been sitting on this one for a bit. Wow. Holy oh, God. Why do you like Corey Seager? I <laughs> I just do my notes, and I think that anyone okay, who yeah, can't, you, tell, you, tell you know, he signed yeah. big money, 10 years yeah. coming, a big, big, con- biggest contract out of Texas. He's um, he's had some good schooling in L.A., and he's, had, yeah. he's just put together some really, really good numbers. And um, yeah. Texas is dying. They've spent a ton of money, ton and of money. They, need, they need an MVP, and I think he can produce. My MVP is going to be Corey Seager. And I'm cheering okay. for him. Now, on a really, really long shot, and this is after yeah. your World Baseball Classic. Uh-huh. That's a couple days ago, yeah? Yeah, or give or take. A Rose uh, Arena out of Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah, Ronnie Rose Arena, yeah. Now, he's 10,000. Yeah. And Tampa yeah. Bay, we'll talk about later, but that's a real long shot. So I'd like to say Corey Seager is going to be the MVP. Okay, Ronnie Rose Arena, it's plus 10,000. That's, yes. that's something to think about. Okay, so I like Corey Seager as well. This number's already moved a bit, as, as Charlie Jock is saying. You know, you started at 5,000, now it's around 2,000, 2,500. I yeah. got him at plus 4,000, but you could still find him at plus 5,000 over at Bet 65 right now. Bet 365, excuse me. So why do you like Corey Seager? Well, I like him because he's a, he's a consensus top 10 player by war in 2023. And that the reason you're getting a decent price here is twofold. Last season's surface statistics were, weren't great, and last season's Texas Rangers record, which was bad, bad, bad. But the player who is, even at his worst, still a four war in 151 games, a six war is well within a range of better luck. And then on top of that, like you're saying, the Rangers are better. They spent a bunch of money. They're going to have starting pitching. And Corey Seager is going to be on a better team. And there's a real chance of there. So 4,000 plus 5,000? Wow. That'd be a nice MVP pick. Okay. Wow. I can't believe we're on the same one. Well, well, I'm not going to tell you about the NL. MVP. Well, I don't have but, an NL one, so there you go. So well, then, okay. Then then just follow along there, and okay, we'll be I'll okay, try, Andrew. Yeah, I'll listen here. Okay, yeah. so the MVP of the National League is going to be Trey Turner. Trey now, Turner, again, it. 
World Baseball Classic, pretty good player. I don't yeah. know what today is, but as of last yesterday, when I was doing my homework for your big show, yeah. I had him at plus twelve hundred. Okay. Now they do, you know, he's playing for Philadelphia now. He's surrounded yeah. by some pretty good players. He won't be the only guy, and he'll be protected this way. And yeah, gosh, he's one heck of a player and MVP. Yeah, he really is. Maybe Philly isn't the right team for it, but. Um, you know, oh, I don't they, know about that. Well, yeah, They're you're right. They're going to be really good. Well, they are good. They look at them last year. but Yeah, um, two wins away from the World yeah, Series. Yeah, there you go. So um, my pick in the National League is going to be Trey Turner. Well, you know, it's funny. I'm going to be talking about Trey Turner and those Philadelphia Phillies just in a second here. But you know what? I got a couple over-under wins. I'm going to sprinkle them in here in between your bets here a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to talk about some awards as well. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about my number one favorite bet that I really love this season is the Arizona Diamondbacks, over 74 and a half wins. Uh, this team loves to run. They run like crazy. And with the new rule changes, the bigger bases, they could absolutely eat. Also, their defense is great too, which kind of helps their iffy pitching. They're iffy pitching outside of one really specific player, which I'm going to talk about in a second. And this could be Baltimore. Like, this could be the next one of a team that was bad for almost a straight decade, and now they have a ton of farm system and a ton of depth, and they get to uh, call up talent all over the place. Over 74 and a half in a pretty bad West, because I'm going to get to that in a second well, as well. The Arizona Diamondbacks over 74 and a half, I love, because there's two award winners I'm going to make for uh, for bets for this one. The NL Cy Young, Zach Gallen. Uh, at plus 1700s. Uh, Gallon finished fourth in the NL with a 2.54 ERA and sixth with a 5.1 war. He was incredible last season. The problem is he pitched on a very bad team. And so that's it's it's going to hurt you no matter what because at the end of the day, there are still reporters, there are still people that are like, what did he do? Oh, he was 10 and 6? Mm, that's not the Cy Young. And you're like, yeah, guys, 2.54 ERA. What are you going to do here? The only downside is, is that is that the Diamondbacks could be bad, but on you know on the offsetting of that, he may reach 200 strikeouts, 200 innings. Like he he might be really good. So plus 1700, I really like that one. And then the other one that I really like is uh, Corbin Carroll for NL Rookie of the Year. He's plus 500. He's third in odds, which is really low that I like. But he is literally the best prospect in baseball. He has an easy pipeline. No one is in front of him in the depth charts, and. He is, from day one, the fastest player in baseball. So, there you go. I'm going to go Corbin Carroll, NL Rookie of the Year, plus 500 as well. Well, you've really jumped around here, and I, I kind of Woo! thought we might be doing a little bit of planning here. But listen, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to it. did that all in one breath. I know you yeah. did. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, where do we go back to? Do you want me to give you a few yeah. over-unders? I'm, I'm glad you're excited about the baseball season. I am. This I'm is so great. excited about baseball, Charlie. But I think the lock for over-unders is the yeah. Miami Marlins. Oh, I love the Miami Marlins. Under... Under 76 and a half. Oh, no. When no, a guy like Derek Jeter is leaving the club. Oh, who cares? Jeter sucks. Yeah, but he also had tons of money invested in there. They're not going mm -hmm. anywhere. No, they, that's They're true. terrible. They, they, they're in, they, they're, they're going to, what's going to happen is it's going to be coming August and they're going, oh, what are we doing? We got nothing. And they'll sell off all the players they think they have because they can't afford to keep anyone. So yeah. under 76 and a half is a lock and you better put that one down. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, okay. That's I, I'm not going to make it one of my bets, but I do like a light over on the Marlins 74 and a half. Wow. 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 I know, but it's not, not what a big one, but yeah, light, light over. So you like the under there. 76. And then just to correct us, did Mattingly not, wasn't Mattingly with the Marlins? He was with the Marlins, uh, okay. I believe, a couple of years ago, yes. Uh, and now he's the bench coach for thank the Toronto you. Blue Jays. They're yes. all leaving. Just keep that yeah. in mind and tell everyone no about it down the road. Okay, I love your about. Baltimore bet over. I yep. think they've been waiting and waiting. I'm just yep. going to, since we're talking, I, I like the Chicago Cubs over 77. Okay. Okay. Uh, I like it. Yep. And I've got one more because we're not going to talk about the Blue Jays. Is Washington <laughs> Nationals are going to be under 59.5.
Okay. <laughs> you have to be so bad to be under 59. Well, that's how bad they're going to be. But they're re- awful. Re- yeah, I'm with you. Just remember, it's a balanced yeah. schedule this year. Y- yes. Okay, yes. and that's really important, That especially tying in the Blue Jays at 91 and a half. They do not have to play Boston, Tampa Bay, Yankees. New York every 18 times this year. They get yeah. to roam around all the bad teams, too. And that's only going to increase their wins. Well, I agree with you. And that's why I did like the Marlins one, because they get out of the NL East, which is a really good division. The Phillies, the Mets, the yeah. Braves, those are all really good teams. You know, the other one that I really like, so that's another bet that I like, is the White Sox under 83 and a half. Uh, you know... I lost money on the White Sox last year. I think a lot of money lost lost money on the White Sox last year. You know who lost money on the White Sox last year? Tony La Russa lost money on the Whoa, White Sox last wow. year. Oh, wow. Because you. you're going to hear a bit for here about how primed for like a bounce back the White Sox are because they dealt with a ton of injuries. Tony La Russa, blah, 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 blah. He's gone, thank God. And much of the underlying talent is still of that team that won 93 games two years ago. But they had a 500 season last year. Right. And it was a pretty bad off season on top of that. So... On top of that, that I was saying about the balanced schedule, like you were saying, yes. is they don't get to feast on a terrible central division anymore. They don't get to play That's the Tigers right. and yeah. the Royals over and over and over again. And they might lose legitimately seven to eight wins because of that. So I like, I like the under 83 and a half for the Chicago White. So we're right on this one. This is good. This is good. So okay. uh, I'm on there and I think, and I do actually like the Blue Jays over 91 and a half. I, I also, that's a small like for me too. Yes, well. yeah. I think so. Um, and just quickly on, I can't give you the number to chase it um was as an nl cy young okay. how about from milwaukee brandon uh, woodruff oh, brandon woodruff yes Ooh. okay and i was trying to get his numbers there to make everyone really excited about taking him and i yeah. just don't see this coming up here but I'll anyways up and i'll do it for the recap. okay that'd be yeah. great um so that's my choice there uh, but i think it's really important this balance schedule that we kind oh, of oh yeah. yeah okay okay Let's um. How about touching on some rookie rookie awards? Oh, absolutely! Play it on me. Okay, so it's going to be a crowded American Hockey League or Hockey League American League rookie, <laughs> um, yeah. because we have a real raw rookie in. Yep. I pr- appreciate my pronunciation of okay, Tristan Tassis. Ooh, Tristan Tassis, yes, yes, who's playing first base for the Boston Red Sox. He's a highly, highly, highly. He's got tons of power. He. Um, he he is they're giving him a chance to be the first baseman. They've had left Martinez has left the team, everything else. Yep. Um, they like they really this is his first year of getting a chance to really play regularly. And then we go to our guy, Yoshida. Hmm. Yeah, okay. If what? again we watched the world baseball classic last night. Yes. This man's twenty nine years old. He his average in the in in the Japanese league is three point three two seven, which means he's an excellent hitter, as we saw last night. Can play the yep. outfield, and I think he is at 650 right now. And I'll bet you, as of today, it's probably gone down because of how good people feel. But oh, Cassis go. and another guy from New York, and Anthony Volpe, are both 1,000. And um, you know what? Uh, those are more my long shots. Okay, so right, plus one thousand for each of the rookie yeah, of the years. That's correct. There. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, here I got, I got, I got a ton more. Here we go. All right, let's keep going then. Um, okay, one more over and over under, and then I'm, I'm done with the over unders. I can get to some awards here. But um, the old last over under that I really like is the Dodgers under ninety six and a half. Now, 
The 96 and a half. 96 and a half is a really high over under. And it's a high over under for any team. And this is not your this is not your uh, your ex-boyfriend's uh Dodgers from last year. This isn't the All-Star team anymore, guys. No. Gavin Lux, Torres ACL, you know, earlier in the year, Justin Turner's gone, Trey Turner's gone. Uh M- Miguel Vargas is going to play second base and Mahel Rojas at shortstop. Like, who are these people? They're also likely to stop Trace Thompson in center field, David Peralta in left. They used to this used to be like the All-Star team of All-Star teams. Now I'm naming six guys you've never heard of that are going to be starting for this team. Like I know. Four or five of these players are just like league average hitters. And then you got Freddie, you know, Freddie Freeman and Murky Bats and Will Smith, but that's not enough to make up for it. And without that additional star, the, Do- the Dodgers lineup goes from impossibly deep to just maybe above average. And look across the National League. It's apparent. It's not St. Louis. It's not San Diego. It's not Philadelphia. It's not New York. It's not Atlanta. Who are all better than this unit, top to bottom, and 96 and a half wins? Get the hell out of here. You're a public team, and their dominance of the sport should be respected. Yeah, sure, absolutely. But this team looks weaker on paper than any other Dodger team in recent memory. Under 96 and a half, please. Well, I agree with you. And, and again, you, you touched on the pitching, but you know they've always used guys like Kershaw on that. They're getting yep, a yep. year older, and they're yep. always injured. And I think it's true. I don't think this is must be LA money because honestly, San Fran well, and San yeah. Diego have spent a ton of money. You know, so um, absolutely, I, I couldn't imagine taking an over ninety six and a half. Like I couldn't well, imagine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of that, here's a couple of unders I really, really like. Okay, Shea Otani, Superman himself, best best baseball player in the world. Absolutely under two hundred and ten and a half Ks this season. This is my whole section of under strikeouts right now. He's one of the slowest pitchers in the major leagues, and with the new rules, this might be hard on him. Plus, they're going to be really conservative with his playing time, and why wouldn't they be? He's incredible. So they're not going to want to burn him out all the time. Under 210, I'm going to do that. Corbin Burns, under 233 and a half. Jesus Christ, that's a lot. He's guaranteed to spend time on the uh, the IL, so I don't like him on. And Shane Bieber, under 202.5 strikeouts. He had his best year ever last year, and he didn't hit this number, so why are we doing it this year? I have no idea. All under K's for those ones. Hmm. Very good. Very good. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's that's my thing on that one. Do you have any more uh do you have any more award winners? Well, I don't. I think that uh award winners, not that you get award winners, but I think you can put a you can bet on on home runs. And you oh, did yeah. mention it and touched it a bit. I think that again, we could talk about our buddy Vladdy Guerrero by because of the, the dimensions now at the Rogers Center. Yes. That might yes. help. But um, I think a lot goes back to Texas again, and we've got Simeon. Mm. Oh, and, Marcus Simeon, yeah. Yeah, he had a real off year. He proved that he can hit home runs and yep. uh, with Toronto. So uh, I think he could be a long shot there. And between him um, and our and – our, and our, uh, our, sorry, our American League uh, Corey Seager, look out. Yeah. This could be a real combination. So that really might could, work. The two of them up the middle. Yes, so, Absolutely. So you know what? Here, here are my here are my league leader ones. These are all sprinkles. These are all yes, sprinkles. Yes. These are all just casually put them in here. But here's a big if. If Byron Brux, Byron Buxton, excuse me, can stay healthy for a full season, his plus forty five hundred odds to lead the league in home runs will look silly. So sprinkle away on that one. Just sprinkle a little bit on that one. Freddie Freeman to lead the lead in hits. Uh, he did this last season. So what is his odds this year? Plus fifteen hundred. Whoa. He did it last year. What are we doing plus 1,500? So a little sprinkle on that one. And nice. Jazz Chisholm uh, to lead the league in steals at plus 2,200. This is another injury one. This is why the number's so high. But he was having an incredible year until his injuries took over last year. So plus 2,200, we're going to do that with the steals as well. Okay. Okay. All pretty long odds. All pretty long odds. Oh, you know what? I got one more. I got one more before I let you go here. Oh, actually two. Wait, two more. Uh, American Cy Young 
Christian Javier for the Houston Astros, plus 2,800. Uh, he's the best pitcher on one of the best teams in the league. He was incredible in the postseason when they won the World Series there. And uh, and now he's not overshadowed by Justin Verlander. He's going to be the number one starter on the team. And he just, like, smothers hitters. He had 1.79 ERA uh, last season. It's just, he's incredible. And so he was only stronger from August on. So you think he can carry that over to the, uh, to the new year, plus 2,800 there. And then I have to ask you one more thing before we go, because I have one. I need to let you know. What is your World Series winner? Well, we are going to get to the World Series, and okay, okay. I think. Well, what, do you got anything else before that? Sorry, no, 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 no. Actually, I like your. I'm not sure Houston's going to be as good as as everyone says, but oh, that's that's okay. that's that's just a thought. You okay. know, when things like when when management leaves teams, and and a yeah. general manager in Houston can't get re-signed with the record he had, something's oh, going on in so that silly. team. Something's wrong. Oh. But yeah. that's and done, and that's why I'm a big believer in the Miami Mar- Marlins going under. Mm. But that's another yeah. story. But that's all management okay. side. But I think it's time that San Diego shows up. Oh, I love like. This. Come on, this they bought great. the whole league. <laughs> they bought anyone that can hit three. I mean, yeah. it's crazy, crazy, and it seems like as you've discussed, LA is going to be really battling to to even yes. make the playoffs, let alone do that. Yes, I just think that without knowing the numbers, that uh, it is San Diego's turn. Yankees aren't going to be the team they were. Um, it's got to come out of the West, too. I wouldn't be surprised if the Angels are not a better team. Texas could be a better team, and I don't like yeah. Houston. So yeah, I think if you want to pick a, a winner, it's going to be the San Diego Padres. Wow, San Diego Padres to win the World Series. That's yeah. pretty good. Okay, so for mine, I'm going to go back to the well here because this is why I wanted to talk about Trey Turner. We're going to be taking the Philadelphia Phillies oh. plus 1,700. Wow. 1,700. Philadelphia loves making it to uh, the finals of any sports league. We know that yes, from, yes, yes. from this uh, last couple of years. They love doing this. The Phillies were two wins away from the winning the World Series last year and now sitting plus 1,700 going into 2023. They have the seventh best odds in the league with four NL teams in front of them. Four. The only main contributor that they lost last season was Jan Segura, who went to your favorite Miami Marlins. And they did replace him with, what, the best shortstop in the game, Trey Turner? Fantastic. Well, they also added uh, Walker, and so he's he's another strong arm for a pitching staff here. They added uh, Craig Kimbrell and Gregory Soto to the bullpen that was really soft last year. Philadelphia should be better this season with Turner in the lineup. And if Harper can re- you know return, rested and ready to go, look out, plus 1,700, Philadelphia Phillies. Wow. Well, you'll do very yeah. well with Philadelphia. But I'm just looking at it, and I'm Andrew, you, you've got your Houston Astros as the favorite <laughs> to win the 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 whole thing. Dodgers, yeah. Mets, Yankees. My Padres are plus eight fifty. Oh, I know. Come on, guys. Come on. I know. So, well, you got to get it in now because you know we're only a couple days away here from the beginning of uh, the beginning of the season. It's coming quick. Charlie. It's coming quick. It's coming quick. You know, yeah. just just more ways to lose money, Charlie. Well, you know what, Andrew? Maybe if you can get me on a few times in the in your baseball season, I know you got yeah. some really really good people who gamble <laughs> a little smarter than I am. But maybe yeah. we'll update some of these plus and minuses, and we'll write them down and just see how we're doing. Well, yeah, because the, the other one, too, that I want to change is that we usually do the previews for these sports and we come on and then we talk about, oh, here's all the bets we want to make and stuff like that. And then we never talk about the futures mid-season again. That's right. We got to talk about yeah, that. We, we got to talk about it. a month in. How are we changing this? Two well, months in. How are we changing this? We can do that because all we have to do is look at our book and say, oh, they're offering us money to get out, especially yeah, exactly. as we both 
cheer quietly for Corey Seager. So there you go. <laughs> That's exactly it. Well, Charlie, I think the next time we're going to be talking to you is when we go down to see the Azaleas in Georgia and we talk about the Masters. But oh, until then. That's very close. Very close. We're looking forward to it. <laughs> until then, I hope you have fun losing money. Thank you, Andrew. Talk to you later. This one's been circled in calendars for a while. Bantamweights, Marlon, Cheeto, Vera, and Corey Sandhagen. So interesting, he doesn't need a nickname. We'll duke it out on March 25th in a five-round UFC fight night main event with the winner likely inching closer to a title shot. This card is going to take place at the AT&T Center in San Antonio with prelim fights taking in at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and the main card starting at 8. Sandhagen is coming into this card as a slight favorite at minus 160, with Chido Vera coming in as an underdog at plus 130. I'm not going to lie, when I kind of blindly didn't, you know, didn't look at the card, and I was just like, oh, I wonder who the favorite is here. I was thinking it would be a little bit closer to an even split, a pick em, minus 110, minus, plus 105 kind of thing. I'm a little surprised to see Sandhagen at minus 160, because we wanted to bet on Corey Sandhagen. Ooh, God. This is one of the best fights of the year, honestly, full stop. I know I said this about Gaethje and Fiziev. I know I just said, I know I just said it, but you know what? I was right last time, so maybe you'll start listening to me and shut your goddamn mouth. Uh, Vera ranked third. He could solid, he, like he can solidify his title shot coming in here. Fifth ranked Sanhagen, on the other hand, can launch himself uh, onto the top of the division with the best if he wins here. So Cheeto and Sanhagen identical 70 inch, 70 inch reaches, which is remarkable because Sanhagen is a yeti of a man. He's much taller. He's got you know much more whip on his limbs, and his spinning strikes are absolutely deadly. You know, although his greatest asset is his movement and his striking output, he has got cardio for days and he loves coming in for tight combos then popping up and you know out of range to limit any damage and use that length and it might be hard for Cheeto to line him up and put him away but we know it's possible because ask Dominic Cruz who Vera KO'd with a perfect head kick last summer and broke his nose in the process literally knocked him into a pretty much retirement Sanhagen won't knock Vera out Cheeto has one of the strongest chins in UFC legitimate history and that means Corey needs to win by points by tagging Vera on a ton and dodging high kicks and calf attacks which like I said, Sanhagen is very tall, very long legs, a lot more area to strike, which I think will be fine for his strengths. Both fighters have, you know, a strong gas tank, and so that five-round pace won't be an issue. However, Sanhagen is best attacked early and off, ensuring that he starts the first three rounds ahead because, you know, he usually wins by decision. Man, this is really a doozy. Sanhagen has the slight edge per odds, and though I feel the line should be closer to a pick em, two of the Sanhagen's last three fights have gone 25 minutes. For most of his recent bout versus Song Yudong, uh, you would have gone longer if it not for the doctor stoppage with that absolutely disgusting cut where you could see inside of his skull, which was ugh, disgusting. Cheeto Kato Cruz, like we were just talking about in round four, but before that, he went to decision in four of his six fights. So obviously here, it's telling us we like the fight to go to the decision. My official pick, like I said, Corey Sanhagen to win at minus 160 and the fight to go the distance. I think I think Corey's activity will give him the edge on the scorecards and though the threat of like a blistering one punch or knee or kick or whatever he decides to use from Cheeto could threaten this prediction for at any moment, I would proceed with caution. But we're going to go with Sanhagen to win minus 60 via my bookie, the fight to go decision minus 125 via Unibet and a sprinkle on Sanhagen by decision at plus 135 via Betway. Whoa, we've given out, this is a long episode. We've given out a lot of picks. Let's do a recap. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to try and do this as fast as humanly possible. We have the Diamondbacks over 74 and a half wins. The White Sox under 83 and a half. The Miami Marlins over 74 and a half wins. And the Dodgers under 96 and a half. The American League Cy Young winner, we have Christian Javier at plus 2,800. We have the American League MVP at Corey Seager, plus 4,000. 
Corbin Carroll, NL Rookie of the Year, plus 500, and the National League Cy Young, Zach Gallen at plus 1,700. We have Otani under strikeouts, 210. We have Burns under strikeouts, 233. And Bieber under strikeouts, 202. Our World Series winner eventually, the Philadelphia Phillies at plus 1,700. And we have little sprinkles on Buxton to lead the league in home runs at plus 4,500. Freddie Freeman to lead the league in hits at plus 1,500. And Jazz Chisholm to lead the league in steals at plus 2,200. Charlie Chalk, he likes the Jays over 91, Cubs over 77, Marlins under 76, and Nationals under 59. He has Woodruff to win the Cy Young at plus 2,000. And Trista Chatis, uh, the AL Rookie of the Year at plus 1,000. And Anthony Volpe, the Mets, Rookie of the Year, plus 1,000. He also has the Padres to win the World Series, plus 850. I have for the UFC, Sanhagen to win, uh, minus 160. The fight to go the distance, minus 125. And a sprinkle on Sanhagen by decision at plus 135. Oh, God, I am lightheaded and listing all those things. That's a lot of ways to lose money. I got to check with my accountant. The only person sweating harder <laughs> during these games is him, not me. Uh, subscribe to Losing Money with Andrew Baskin wherever you enjoy podcasts. And please give a subscribe and a like to our account. No, no, to at Losing Money WIB on either Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, where we make free daily bets. We'll be back on Friday to lose money. Oh, and boy, will we on the final four. Have fun losing money, and we'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!